Monaco Grand Prix over the weekend and it was crazy uh, from uh, yeah, tax yeah. issue to Vettel Bottas to Louis Hamilton lack of pace, Max Verstappen winning the race as well, Carlos Sainz as well as uh, uh, London Norris uh, finishing on the podium. But, but quickly, over the weekend, uh, former FIA president Max Mosley passed on at the age of 81. Well, um, he's going to be a really big miss uh, when it comes to Formula One, looking at what he did. Um, as the president for a very, very long time, um, as uh, mostly, you know, due to the fact that he's been exactly had money, they went to uh, politics and a whole lot of things. Mm. And then when he prompted him, he wasn't exactly a really good driver um, when he was in Formula Two, so he couldn't get to Formula One, he wasn't good enough. Be in the and to go to Formula One, so he had to retire as early uh, as a driver in 1969. After that, he got into politics when it comes to um, Formula One, but uh, he became the president of, uh, of as he retired and uh, maybe 12 months later, he decided to you know, he was re elected. All right, quickly, let's go straight to Morocco because it was all bonkers. You know, can, can you just tell me your own highlights over the weekend talking about the Morocco Grand Prix? As a Formula One fan, it's obvious that we want drama. Always want yeah, exactly. Yeah. Morocco yeah. Grand Prix from Mr. Start, and he gave us exactly what we were clamoring for as fans of Formula One. Uh, the fact that the uh, defending champion, that's Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton, like it's funny yeah. now, yeah. he finished seventh where he started and that's where he ended. And um, uh, Matt of him forcing things uh, on race day in Monaco Grand Prix and Charles like, not starting after he, you know, he was in pole position in his own hometown. So yeah. it was uh, a whole lot of drama in Monaco in Monte Carlo and also the fact that uh, messages could not hold their own uh, against Red Bull and Ferrari on that mm. same day. What about Pedro Bottas? The we not refused to come out and the tires talked to his car. Another crazy moment in that particular Grand Prix over the weekend. Can you repeat that question again? Vettel Bottas. I, I, I was talking about Vettel Bottas and the fact that in the pit stop, Mercedes, you know, it was disastrous. They couldn't get the we not off his wheels, and unfortunately, he retired. Hmm. Well, um, like I said before, um, it wasn't a really good race. Yeah. Mercedes as a team and also for their drivers, so it didn't look really well. Do you want to argue that um, when it comes to qualifiers and also practice, Waters was uh, living up to the beginning. Yeah. He was uh, setting the pace in in, um, in qualifiers one, but eventually he couldn't hold his own, and then he had to start um, on the on the third grid uh, on the circuit. But then again, uh, it was the problem that Mercedes lacked pace. Mm, they couldn't the find their pace in Monaco. Mm. We already know that uh, we already knew that Monaco is a very difficult circuit to overtake. Yeah. The curves, the calls, uh, it, it, it's a very tricky circuit for the drivers. That like, we already know that, but qualifiers and then the, the race itself wasn't really favorable to Mercedes that as a team. And they already knew that uh, heading into this one, they knew that it was going to be a very tough yeah, one. Yeah, a very tricky one for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
against right. Max Verstappen and the Red Bull guys. So yeah, they had to uh, do their best, but it wasn't good enough on the day. It wasn't mm. good enough. And once again, they are going to be heading to Baku, another street race. Yeah, another street race in Baku, which is which is a circuit for Red Bull. So it's exactly, race again. Oh. Right, let, let's talk about Charles Leclerc and Ferrari now because when the season started, we never expected Ferrari to you know finish or start on pole. You know, in 2019 they had the issues and the FI investigated them, and after that their pace dropped. And last season it was disastrous for Ferrari. It was a Mercedes and a Red Bull thing. And this season they've been able to match up a bit, and we now see uh, Ferrari pushing that midfield battle now. But in Monaco. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if you were surprised, but I was surprised seeing Ferrari and Charles Leclerc uh, starting in pole. But let's talk about the qualifiers because the process of getting the pole came with a sacrifice. It crashed. Uh, when it crashed, had issues, not the gearbox now, it had issues with uh, the drive shafts in which uh, the Ferrari engineers could not spot on time. But let's talk about why do you think Ferrari were strong on the day in Monaco? It was, um, let's put it this way, uh, Ferrari were strong because uh, the other teams did not come to the party. Yeah. It was basically, it was basically Mercedes not, um, not, not coming to the party. They were not good on the day. It was yeah. a very bad Mercedes. And then Red Bull too couldn't find the pace that they had in the in their previous three, four races. They couldn't find it. Not even Mercedes could find that. So it was a little bit of a surprise for me and for uh, for me to get to see Charlie Claire for Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. It shocked me and I'm very sure that it shocked the world when yeah. Ferrari ever Ferrari finished Besides, he became the first man to eventually, you know, finish no, not pressing money, but to put it that way, yeah. uh, he became the first uh, Monegasque um, to yeah. finish his own race. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, he, and during the weekend, it was also Charles Leclerc. He dedicated uh, his weekend. He wore the helmet of uh, Chiron, uh, of Chiron, and he dedicated his weekend to him as well. And that was mm -hmm. since 1936. So it meant a lot for, for not just Charles Leclerc, but also for Ferrari. And uh, it's good enough. Ferrari had a good chance, and uh, for the fact that Sergio Perez also did wonders. Yeah, Checo. Yeah. On race day. Yeah. It was okay. It was really, really good for for Ferrari, but it took me by some, took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to see Ferrari finish uh, in both. Um, or let's talk about the qualifiers now because there have been a lot of talks i don't know if it's speculations now that he did that on purpose when he collided it eventually stopped the likes of uh, max Verstappen and london norris from improving their time and he now came on pole do you think he purposely crashed uh, so the likes of max Verstappen and london norris would not snatch pole away from him i think he did, he did that on purpose was already having issues with the car he had issues with the uh, uh the gearbox and uh, it became a, a big worry for for the for for you know the for ferrari generally yeah. so you want to now say that he didn't do it intentionally it was something that happened it's something that happens every now and then in formula one we've seen even lewis hamilton crash we've seen especially the the master when it comes to crashing yeah so it isn't new uh, and, and, I, and i don't think it was intentional uh, that uh, charlie claire had to do that it was intentional
All right, but let's talk about that incident now that eventually stopped his race on Sunday. You know, on the day, the engineers ripped off the car and they came out and said that uh, the gearbox was okay, but they failed. Now, when it collided, the outer side of the drive shaft had the impact, but they did not spot it. It wasn't um, on the, because the right actually collided and the left, you know, had the impact. So they did not spot it on time. Uh, so on Sunday, they cleared a certain Charles Leclerc uh, to race. Charles was on his way to the uh, pit lap and unfortunately for him, he said, my gearbox is failing. So yesterday, Ferrari did an investigation and they said it wasn't the gearbox, but it was the drive shaft. Do you think Ferrari made a mistake uh, when they did their diagnosis on the car, but unfortunately for them, they could not spot uh, the issues. The point is, Ferrari now, that Ferrari said before now, well, this is yeah. starting, that they wouldn't be competing until 2022. Yeah. So we've seen Ferrari make plenty of mistakes, not just um, um, team, not just team strategies, not just team instructions. They have made mistakes in every, virtually every angle you look at it. And the fact that there are cars which lots of persons have termed to be the fastest on the grid, yeah. it's a little bit shocking that even when they have said over and over again that their cars are the fastest, it, they, they seem not to they seem not to live up to the expectation of mm. that car being the fastest. So yeah, it's it was an engineering issue that they could not spot the problem. Yeah. But it was also their jobs to to uh, uh, investigate look at the car properly before race day so that um, the driver can be very confident going yeah. into the race but yeah. then they had to, to to fix i'm sure they, they fixed something yeah from the left gear and they, I, I am thinking they should have thought they should have seen something that it wasn't uh, the left gear that was faulty yeah. let's check something and let's check the entire car to be certain which is bad, or what's exactly is bad with the car, but they didn't do their jobs and it had to cost the child mm. uh, the entire race. But good enough that uh, Checo was Checo there is, to yeah. at least get them a, a, a point. certain point yeah. <laughs> to keep them Fantastic. Yeah, finish fourth. Exactly. But do you think that was a very good opportunity for Ferrari to win a race this season? It was the best of chances. Because we have only six yeah. four, four races in the season. Yeah. So it was basically the best chance for Ferrari to at least claim a win for themselves uh, this season. I don't see any other Grand Prix that Ferrari can come in and uh, the, maybe the Canadian Grand Prix. But then again, the Canadian Grand Prix has been, uh, you know, it's going to come much more later. Much yeah, more because later. of COVID 19. Because of COVID 19. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you're now thinking that was the best circuit because it's straight. The cars are usually very pacey on straight on the straight circuit. But I don't see any other chance. I don't think they have any other chance to finish uh, uh, on the podium on a race day. But it was really good to get to see the surprise. Okay. 2022 was the time they said they were going to fight, they were going to come back, they were going to get all their strategies correct. But um, in Monaco, we saw something different. We saw a fighting chance. We saw them fighting uh, in Monaco, and it was really, really good to see. But other than that, I don't think that's a here that uh, Ferrari can dominate again. All right, quickly, let's go straight into race now because uh, Max Verstappen actually now started in pole when uh, Charles Leclerc could not make it to the race. 
and immediately in turn one it went ahead of Vetra Bottas. Vetra Bottas started behind him, but both of them started on the same uh, side by side now. And immediately Max Verstappen was so aggressive and he went straight into uh, Vetra Bottas in, in turn one and eventually led from there. It was a 78 lap race. And since the start of the race, it was Max Verstappen and Red Bull to the end. You know, now, do you think the track actually helped? sorry um red bull you think the nature of the track actually helped them because overtaking is not that okay or you think maybe uh the track as well also favors red bull as well as max verstappen uh, well we've seen um the monaco grand prix we've seen uh, some very um standout uh overtaken yeah. in monaco as well but um, on sunday we saw we already knew this before now that the very difficult race was going to be a very difficult race and the fact that it wasn't an easy you know, it isn't an easy ground for any team to overtake each other if you want to overtake you really need to have experience you really need to be good we've seen some of those uh, in the course of the formula one seasons but not this time around so yes uh, it's it, it's it's a circuit where red bull could say they are bold enough and besides it is my special friends first win first win yeah in monaco yeah, that's to tell you how difficult uh, Monaco is for anybody, for Mercedes, for Ferrari, for whoever, you want to put it that way, for whoever. But it was uh, a really good uh, standard performance from Max Verstappen and for Red Bull. Their strategy worked for them while others were getting their strategy wrong, especially for Mercedes. Mercedes. You know, pitting too early to change tyres and, uh, you know, pitting the uh, um, voters as early as possible when they came on. Yeah, and they could not take out this left tire and then he could not continue he had to did, he did not finish the race which i think wasn't really a, a really good call but um it's it, it, you could say that uh, the circuit didn't just favor Mark Verstappen. it was the perfect time for Mark Verstappen to fight all through we expected that yeah. this season is going to be a good story a different story where yeah. we're going to see the challenge coming for Lewis Hamilton and Mark Verstappen has lived up to the expectations that lived up to the beating and i think that it's an exciting race that you know someone has been very exciting to see the mm. football mm. and um, a very good season also for Red Bull. We saw them challenge last year, yeah. but it was a little bit late for them. But they are stepping up. They are stepping up. The engine, their engines look good. Their car look good. Their driver in mass fashion looks good. So they are fighting all the way through. So yeah, let's just uh, keep going uh, and, and see the end of mm. the race days to see who is eventually going to finish uh, as the driver's champion. Alright, still talking Max Verstappen and Red Bull because this season we all saw the new changes that came to Formula 1 from uh, reducing the diffuser and our 50 millimeters in the diffuser range. We also have uh, the floor, the floor was also reducing which also affected Mercedes and Aston Martin that decided to use the low rig aerodynamics uh, setup. Now, Red Bull they have the high rig and it seems the regulations in the bits, you know, has been able to help Red Bull more, but talking about the championship this season, and consider the fact that Honda, you know, next season Honda will be leaving after 2022, they'll be leaving Formula One, and they brought back their engine, and the engine now is not helping a certain Red Bull. Now, talking about the championship now, if you look at the standings, it's Max Verstappen and Red Bull that's on top of uh, the standings right now both in the drivers championship as well as the constructors championship now is it that season where the battle 
or the button that would change from a certain Mercedes that dominated this sport in the hybrid era? We've always said that it was uh, easy. It, it has always been easy for seven years for Mercedes yeah. and for Lewis Hamilton. Um, we wanted a challenge. We wanted uh, the, the FIA to tweak things, to change uh, whatever method, to get us uh, the drama we want to re-envisage in Formula One. And this and this season, they promised us that. Yeah. First off, coming up with the fact that all engines have to be equal, all the aerodynamics have to have to be equal. Yeah. And uh, uh, um, you you you're looking at Red Bull where they said. Uh, uh, Honda would not continue yeah. with their, their after next year. Yeah. exactly after next year, and we're looking at them fighting entirely this season. For Mercedes, you already said that uh, while you were trying to make the point, the fact that their engine trying their aerodynamics is pretty basic, like every other constructor down there yeah. uh, in Formula One. So it's now going to be down to experience, driver experience, yeah. and. Uh, higher strategy plus team strategy and that's what we are currently seeing in formula one lewis hamilton has got the experience definitely he has got it he's been in formula one for ages so yes he already has gathered those experience yeah. and you're looking at another experienced man in formula one which is uh, sebastian vettel but after Martin, <laughs> been, yeah. yeah you want to say that exactly yeah exactly he has the experience but the fact that he's with Aston Martins and uh, they're all level it's going to be yeah. it's not going to be uh, an easy level ground for for Aston Martins to fight in so mm. who else can fight us through we've already seen the potential in Max Verstappen we've already seen that potential that championship potential in Max Verstappen on Charles Leclerc for Ferrari but if Ferrari can fight all the way through Charles Leclerc stands a better chance uh, you know, also fighting for the the, the driver's championship, mm. but then Max Verstappen, like I said before, before now, he has grown in leap and bounds. If you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from, yeah, exactly. You're looking at Max Verstappen, who had anger issues, who couldn't control his anger, who who, who he would crashes easily, yeah. Exactly. He was always trying to look for one one story or the other. That anger wasn't helping him, but subsequently, he, he has improved. And, yeah, he has, he's, he has grown and he has improved a whole lot. And yeah. that's what I think has shaped his thoughts and, and his fight with with Hamilton. And then also aiding him and also supporting him is the constructor Red Bull. Yeah. They have stepped up. The car looks amazing. It looks magnificent. The engine is fast enough for him to compete. And for the fact that he has also uh, he, he has also garnered experience for himself. A couple of years he's been in Formula One. He has also garnered that experience. So um, I think Matt Verstappen is the right man for the job to fight it all all the way through with Lewis Hamilton. We wanted this, and we are getting yeah. it in Formula One. Obviously. Fantastic. Well, let's just talk Max Verstappen and Red Bull. It has been so close this season. It has been so tight. The Bahrain Grand Prix in Imola and the Portuguese Grand Prix in Spain and over the weekend in Monaco. In Bahrain, um, Max made a mistake and he was asked to request his position after he crossed uh, the line limits. You know, then in Imola, Luis Hamilton had his issues and Max was able to win that race and the Portuguese Grand Prix Lewis Hamilton as well after another mistake from Max another mistake from him then in the the last one that was in Spain Max also made another mistake but in Monaco it was flawless now you, you made mention of something you said experience tire strategies as well as reliability so these are the three things that will shape the season now, when it comes to uh, who is fighting for the championship, 
But all in all, do you think Louis Hamilton with experience over here is definitely we skate through the season? And definitely, do you think after after Dockers after equaling Marco Schumacher's record of seven championships, do you think he can pull away from Marco Schumacher? Max, uh, um, Lewis Hamilton yeah. is a driver that barely makes mistakes. Yeah. He barely makes mistakes. And uh, uh, you've already highlighted the mistakes that are made by Max Verstappen this season. In Bahrain, he made mistakes and a couple of other races where he made mistakes as well. Just like I said, experience, team strategy, tire strategy will win you the race this season. Yeah. And sometimes, Red Bull uh, uh, aren't getting their strategies right as long as uh, Mercedes, like we saw in Monaco. So uh, sometimes those strategies will get to fail you sometimes, but experience will play a major role. I think yeah. experience can push Lewis Hamilton all the way through to to, to be uh, the undisputed, the best Formula One driver if yeah. he gets to win it, to make it eight, for the eighth uh, time, eight, exactly. Eight, for the eighth time. But, um, it's going to be a very difficult fight between himself and Master Chapin. My best friend is a man that has learned, but he's still learning because he's yeah. 23. He's still learning with, with, with Red Bull and uh, he's having the best time of his life and his career with the Red Bull this season. So going forward, I think that experience will either win Lewis Hamilton or Master Chapin or less mistakes. Okay, um, I think experience and less mistakes yeah. will win one of these two drivers the championship. Either be Lewis Hamilton or yeah. Master Chapin. But all the way through, we've seen a couple of mistakes coming from Master Chapin. We've seen a couple of mistakes when it comes to um, team strategies by Mercedes and also from Red Bull as well. Experience to play the major role this season mm. of who is going to be the 2021 FIA Drivers' Champion. All right, quickly, let's talk about Mercedes now on Hamilton because Mercedes, from the first um, practice session on first day, down to the qualifiers on Saturday, Mercedes was off. They never had the pace. Yeah, Vettel Bottas did a nice job, but Lewis Hamilton was off. He never had the pace to compete. And on race day, in qualifiers, he finished seventh. On race day, he started seventh. And we saw the battle between him and Pierre Gasly. Can I remember the last time we saw Pierre Gasly blocking a Mercedes-powered engine? And uh, Pierre Gasly in a Toro Rosso was able to block Lewis Hamilton in the majority of the race you know, over the weekend. And Mercedes thought, okay, let's try to see if we can overcut Pierre Gasly. They brought in Lewis Hamilton on lap 30. Then Lewis Hamilton came into the pits. Hamilton came out of the pits. And the likes of um, uh, Sebastian Vettel, have undercut him already. He dropped from six, he was down to seven, and Pierre Gasly as well was still ahead of him. And he was asking on the team radio, What's wrong? Why is Pierre Gasly say in front of me? And over, but, yeah, but, that, yeah, was a, but, that was a very funny moment. <laughs> but, but do you think Mercedes actually made a mistake, you know, bringing Louis Hamilton up there to try to, you know, overcut a Pierre Gasly? It wasn't just a mistake, it was a fact that I've repeatedly said yeah. this on the course of the show yeah. that they lacked the pace. Yeah. You can imagine you can imagine Lewis Hamilton trying to overtake Pierre Gasly, but he couldn't overtake him. He was fast. <laughs> when he came off the when he came off the pace, he had fresh tires. And those yeah. fresh tires were already catching up with Pierre Gasly. But why couldn't he overtake? So it simply meant that they weren't fast enough. Yeah. They were not on the day fast enough. And um, it was in, uh, at the cost of uh, him Peter in beating was yeah. when Sebastian Vettel passed. And yeah. could not get past him. Yeah, so your parents as well also passed him. Exactly. So he couldn't get past Pierre Gasly. If he had gotten past Pierre Gasly, I'm quite sure that the, 
the um, Lewis Hamilton, we know that he would have um, uh, gotten the uh, the confidence to get past any driver in front of him. But it wasn't the case because they lacked the pace. Mercedes lacked the pace. It wasn't just team strategy that wasn't uh, wasn't on point for Mercedes. Yeah, but the yeah, fact exactly. That they lacked the, the pace, pace on the weekend. Yeah, they lacked the pace uh, at the weekend, and that was the downfall for Mercedes on uh, on race day and also uh, during the course of the qualifiers and also practice. Hmm. Now this season we talked about the low rig aerodynamics car that have been that have suffered after the new wrap changes in Formula One. But you look at the Mercedes team now, and they've been able to you know, get those details. They've been able to get back, claw back this performance. Um, now, talking about the championship and Vettel Bottas, do you think Vettel Bottas is the guy that would definitely take... We saw what happened in 2016, Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. Nico Rosberg never gave Lewis Hamilton the opportunity and the chance. But Vettel Bottas just played like a nice guy uh, that maybe can just play around with Lewis. But is Vettel Bottas actually that guy that can push Lewis Hamilton? We, or I think uh, a certain George Russell. I think maybe George Russell would do a better job next season. We've been asking that question yeah. for as long as I can remember, and uh, we've already <laughs> established the fact that he's the yeah. guy yeah. to push Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton is a man that can push himself. He's, I failed to mention this earlier. Yeah. My first opinion is he's good under pressure. Pressure makes him make mistakes. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. We've seen it this season. We've yeah. seen it this season. He's in good under pressure. But Lewis is a man that has been tested and is trusted under pressure to deliver. Mm. He did that. Uh, where his, his first season when he left with uh, McLaren to Mercedes uh, to pair against uh, Nico Rosberg and uh, we saw the pressure he worked really well on the pressure with uh, against Nico Rosberg they were friends until events turned sour and before and before, and before and before Nico Rosberg he also did the same thing to Fernando Alonso in 2007 as well as 2008 and Alonso ran away from remember, the team in 2008 yeah and if I can also remember uh, um it was also in Monaco that their problem started. Started exactly. And <laughs> so you want to now say that um, it is um, it is not a really good uh, territory for Mercedes. Never had it yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. It caused a major problem for for the team with Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hart and Lewis Hamilton. But then let's go to Valtteri Bottas. It isn't because Valtteri Bottas isn't the man to push to push Lewis Hamilton or to propel Mercedes all the way through. It is because it is not the same as it was when it was between Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg. Yeah. Both drivers were given the edge to go out and fight. The only instruction, the only condition was do not crash each other. Do not crash, crash each other. And that was the only condition. So while you were going, while we are all fighting for champion for drivers championship, we are also fighting for what uh, they are fighting for the drivers championship it is also going to help mercedes win the constructors championship yeah. so both drivers are always in front but now it is not that case it is Lewis hamilton is our number one driver yeah you are just there as our second driver yeah so he's uh, he's a second fiddle he's that man that uh, will take um, the punishment if they want things to work in their favor and yeah. besides I can't, I can't have a, a, a driver like Lewis Hamilton when he's fighting for a driver's championship for, for the title and then um, you are not fighting for the title. You're not expecting me to give you a favorable favorable team other. You have to now step down for whoever is fighting for the driver's championship. That's how it has always been. So it's not because he isn't the man to push or propel Lewis Hamilton, but the fact that 
the instruction this time around has changed. Mm. We knew how toxic it, it was. Um, For the girls bag and Louise. Yeah, exactly. It was really toxic. And, I don't and if, if you can remember the, the Spanish Grand Prix in 2016, both of them crashed. And Max won his first, as first uh, was uh, like his first um, race, like on his debut in the uh, Spanish yeah. Grand Prix yeah. in 2016. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that was where it started too as well. So the instruction was do not crash each other. Yeah. But uh, Nico Rosberg hit Lewis Hamilton's car, and that was where Lewis Hamilton was frustrated. You saw that. I'm sure you 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 watched that. He was really really angry. He was disappointed that you didn't have have to hit me, mm. but it happened already. So yeah. uh, it was time to move on. But then there was already bad blood in, in the team, and I think that's what Mercedes and to to the team principle of Mercedes yeah. are trying to avoid at this point in time. They mm. don't want such a toxic uh, environment. Around toxic them. environment. Yeah. Exactly. They want the drivers to just go out there and do their jobs. And uh, if you are, if you are up for for the title, we'll give you favorable team models. But if you're not, we'll give us who is uh, fighting for the title the favorable team model. So that's how it works. All right. Let's take a look at now um, on lap 31 after Luis exited the pits. Bottas came in and the drama happened. It unfolded right there in the pits. The the engineers wanted to remove the the right front tire. But unfortunately, uh, the wheel, the wheel nut refused to come out when they stuck the wheel gun inside the wheel nuts. Unfortunately, uh, they now machined it and it couldn't come out any longer. And that was the end of Bottas' race. Bottas was so, so disapp disappointed, rather. But, but do you think there's any form of sabotage in Mercedes camp now? Don't forget, in Bahrain last year, the same thing happened to Bottas, the same pit issue. And yet, over the weekend, we also saw what happened uh, to Vettel Bottas. Come on, I think sabotage <laughs> is, uh, is going too far. It's really going too far. Yeah. This is, it's simple. Both drivers, both drivers have, have, um, both drivers have different engineers working on their car. Lewis Hamilton has his own engineers, car engineers, and uh, Bottas has his own car engineers. So if you are now saying sabotage, it simply means somebody from the camp of um, of the Hamilton is going to sabotage is sabotaging uh, um, Bottas. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not the issue. I just feel like um, it is a really bad day at the office. Have this once in a while. We get to see this once in a while. So it happened once again for Mercedes uh, at the Monaco Grand Prix. So I don't think it's all about sabotage. And besides, why would Mercedes want to sabotage someone who was in second and fighting for uh, a championship yeah. for point for Mercedes? So it doesn't make any sense. I don't think sabotage is, um, is I think, just going too far. All right. Uh, to the Wolf who was so disappointed, Louis Hamilton finished seventh, uh, Borges could not continue. So disappointed. Now, going forward, I know Toto Wolf is scratching his head right now, but what do you think Toto Wolf is that man that knows how to turn things around and make messages with turn everything around in Baku? Repeat that again, sorry, I didn't get that. I'm talking about the next Grand Prix in Baku. Do, do you think messages will turn things around in Baku? Mercedes are really good under pressure. Yeah. They learn their lessons. They learn their lessons. They've done that over and over again repeatedly. They've learned, and I'm. I, I would like to think that uh, they must have learned something yeah. <laughs> from Monaco because it wasn't uh, a really good experience, not for the drivers and definitely not for the team in general. Their strategy did not work. 
their pitting time, their strategy to pit didn't work at that point in time. Their tire strategy didn't work also in Monaco. So I'm very sure that they must have learned a thing or two down there in Monaco and heading uh, straight to Baku for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. It is going to be all hands on deck. It's going to be everybody getting their jobs done. The mm-hmm. drivers will have to get their jobs done um, in practice and also in qualifying. And then uh, the engineers will make sure that the car is uh, in the best possible form to race uh, in Baku and uh, to make sure that uh, the tires and the team strategy early coming from Toto Wolves and uh, his, um, his team generally will have to make the best strategy. So yeah, I would like to think that messages must have learned uh, quite a lot in Monaco. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lewis Hamilton also agreed that in Baku, it is uh, it is uh, a circuit for Red Bull. Yeah, for Mercedes. And I think experience to play, play out there again. All right, let's talk about your driver of the day because Landon Norris won glad that a lot of people, well, some people are talking about him already. Landon Norris is second podium finish in Formula One already this season and is, is helping McLaren. Roderick, we saw he lapped Daniel Ricciardo in the race, but let's go straight to your driver of the day. Uh, Vettel as well also finished very well for Aston Martin. Landon Norris, Checo, Carlos Sainz also finished second uh, for uh, the Red Bull side. So let's go straight to your driver of the day. Well, I've been really impressed with uh, McLaren and Landon Norris. The young yeah. man has been really impressive. And looking at the fact that uh, McLaren are using the previous Mercedes engine <laughs> for this season, yeah. they seem to be upping their pace. They seem to be better on every circuit they've been to. In Bahrain, they did well. Uh, I think it was only in um, um, the previous race you pronounced uh, before Monaco. That was the Spanish where, Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, it was where they didn't get uh, to finish quite well. The Spanish, think, yeah, the Spanish uh, Grand Prix. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't yeah. finish. He didn't finish quite well. So uh, I have been really impressed with Lando Norris and McLaren. There's just at the start of the season, but then yesterday I was really surprised with Sebastian Vettel and Aston Martin's. Uh, they surprised me. Yeah. Maybe due to the fact that Mercedes got their strategy wrong, maybe. But then Sebastian Vettel held his spot fifth, and uh, he pushed all the way through to make sure that he could finish uh, and get Aston Martin's uh, the point, the needed points. Uh, Keep them up, keep them uh, in contention for drivers' championship. But it's just a start. So I can't just pick one driver <laughs> for my driver of the day. Yeah. Uh, I think I will have to go with uh, London Norris. London Norris. All right, all right. Because the time is running right now, and um, okay. Before we finally wrap it up, just predict. Let's do some predictions now. Louis Hamilton, Max Verstappen. For you, who is in for the title? Um. I've been talking a whole lot about experience. Yeah, experience. And I said it before that experience and less mistakes will win either Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen the title. Yeah. So who who is determined to give me that? I think it's Lewis Hamilton. Why? Because he barely makes mistakes. Yeah. If there's any mistakes, it's it's going to be the fact that uh, it's going to be from the team or from the car. Or whichever, or maybe the circuit is uh, quite wet, and uh, you know how wet the circuit can be. But he's the man that can navigate uh, when when the tracks are wet. Mm. But he's the man that makes less mistakes, True. and uh, his experience will come really <laughs> handy for him this season. Because the type, the fact that he's fighting all the way through with uh, with uh, Red Bull and mm. Master Chapin, 
So yes, I would still stick with San Luis Hamilton to break the records, obviously, and also win uh, the eighth time. Eight, uh, for the eighth time. Eight time. All right, Douglas. Always a pleasure. Fantastic. This is the first episode, and I also believe that uh, subsequently on the show we'll be talking uh, Formula One for complete and uh, fantastic stuff. Douglas, thank you so much. All right, so it's a pleasure to listen to you. It's been a very long time. We've got exactly, to exactly, uh, exactly. All right, thank you so much, Douglas. So we'll continue. Have a nice day, okay? All right, thank you. Too. All right.